Cryptozoology is, by its very nature, elusive. Thus, we cannot say that we are exactly bringing you the facts, but we will do our best to help you see these mythical legends as we do. So sit back, relax, and wait. What's that behind you? <laughs> Never mind. Enjoy the show! I forgot to say the little folklore podcast. Yeah, I was going to say that, but you didn't give me a chance. I added that like last week and then didn't didn't remember to do it this time. I feel like folklore is a really great way to start this episode because what we're talking about this week is more folklore and mythology than cryptids. But I mean, they are cryptids. It's just like it's more in the realm of mythology, sort of like unicorns. Yeah. Um, before we do get into that, I I have a harrowing tale. I rushed here. I was in New York, and I made a five-hour drive this morning so I could be here in time to record today. Where were you in New York that it was five hours? Uh, Batavia, New York. That's not a real place. It is. It's, like, right between Buffalo and Syracuse. Okay. Um, but this harrowing tale... Uh, I was driving on the highway, and there was, like, I was in the left lane, and there was a biker in the right lane. Like a motorcycle or a bike? Uh, like a motorcycle. Okay. Oh, hot. Um, and he started, he started veering into my lane, and I was like, why the fuck is he veering into my lane? And then, like, out of the corner of my eye, I just see a deer sprinting at him on the motorbike. I do not know how. That's incredible. In this moment that the deer hit neither the man nor me, and I did not hit either the deer or the man. I do not know how any of us came out of this unscathed. What did this biker um, do afterwards? To to offend <laughs> a this deer, deer that bad. The deer charged him. Like I'm not even fucking kidding. Honestly? It looked like it charged him. King. Um but after this whole ordeal, he rode up next to me and, like, looked in my window of my car and just, like, wiped his brow and was like, whew. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, holy shit. I love that comedic uh, relief. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a fucking legend. I hope to be as cool as that guy someday. I li- really love uh, bikers. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for bikers. You just are out there. I'm really, you know, I'm really predictable in the sense that, like, if you have a motorbike, I'm immediately attracted. Like, yeah. if there's like, you have to get ten point. Like, if you think about it in like the sense, if you want me to consider dating you, it has to be like you have to get to ten points. A motorbike gives you like seven. Wow. Okay. So it's a real big. Like buff. you just need like a okay personality <laughs> and looks, I guess, and you're fine. <laughs> Wow, I didn't know motorbike was that. Or money, honestly. Money in a buff. motorbike, which you probably have if you have a motorbike. You're at 10. I thought about, when I was living in um, Burlington, I thought about getting an electric bike. Um, an electric bike or a motorbike? 
like what do you mean by electric bike like an electric motorcycle oh because like i know in europe right now they're really popular to have like an electric bicycle oh yeah no definitely not that when when i get into medical school i want to buy a moped or a vespa i don't know it's like motorbike but a like less cool and i just love that for them (laughs) it's very european of you to want a vespa the only time i've ever driven a moped was in europe anyway that was my harrowing harrowing is it harrowing or harrowing harrowing i think it's harrowing whatever that was my tale all right so what are we talking about this week yeah i gave like a little intro and then i didn't reveal what it was but you'll know based on the title of the episode but this week we are doing the siren we're not doing a siren the siren but we're talking about like that kind of siren no no (laughs) whatever that like the tornado sirens that go off oh this is is that what that's supposed to be i thought you were trying to do an impression of a very we're actually just talking about ambulance sirens it's a cryptid if you didn't know that Yeah, all ambulances are cryptids. Can you imagine if the siren song just sounded like that? Like you're like, oh my god, <laughs> we're about to we're about to witness a siren. It's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Odysseus straps himself to the mast and he's like, I must witness the beautiful siren song. You actually just but kill I cannot yourself. be driven insane. <laughs> you just kill just... yourself because it's so like hard on the ears. You just want it to stop. So it's not an ambulance siren? No. So, well, first of all, I feel like you've already read through the research, so I can't ask you this anymore, but what do you think they look like? Because for me, sirens are mermaids. Okay, well, here's the embarrassing thing. Um, I actually already knew. Because uh, I was a Greek, I was like a Greek mythology nerd. I was as well. Yeah. So I knew, I knew they're like birds, right? Yeah, well, actually, okay, I will say I was also, like, a huge Greek mythology nerd, not just Percy Jackson. I loved Percy Jackson, and, like, I had the Greek mythology books, but, like, like I studied Latin for four years, and through that, we had to read parts of, I mean, Latin is obviously not Greek, it's Roman mythology, but we had to read parts of, like, um, uh, the Aeneid, we had to read all of its metamorphoses in Latin, not all of it, but we had to translate parts, and for that, I had to study more mythology. But I still thought that sirens were mermaids. I read the Iliad and the Odyssey before I even read Percy Jackson. Wow. They were translated versions, of course. I don't know Greek or Latin. Um, yeah, but yeah, they're, I, I, I actually knew that they're like, they're birds. I, harpies are related, right? Yeah, because... They're also birds. Well, harpies are different mythological creature but they are very similar they're they're bird women basically um i always put them in the same category because i was like bird whamming get in the bird whamming closet in the bird women closet of my mind okay you know my mind palace yeah sure (laughs) you have one that wasn't creepy he keeps bird women in a closet it's taxonomy oh what like the naming of things is that taxonomy oh i was thinking taxidermy yeah (laughs) i was about to ask is that what you were thinking um because i have not taxidermied anything none of the women in your closet nope okay 
Uh, <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought with that one. How'd you lose a train? Come on. Ha ha. Ha. You have a very old person's hey, like sense of one? humor. Can I... You like that one? <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> Did you like that? Was that good? Um, did I do a good joke? Uh, no. <laughs> yes, you did. I enjoyed. I laughed. Um, just a little bit. Um, another reason I thought that sirens were well because originally we were supposed to do mermaids this episode, and I was like, well, sirens yes. are a cooler version of mermaids. Let's do that instead. Um, but little did you know, they're not at all. So maybe we'll have to do another mermaid episode. If you'd like that, let us know. Um, but also in Polish. Siren is sirenka, or not siren, mermaid is sirenka, because it comes from the same word, siren. Oh, really? Yeah, and there's actually a lot of languages where um, the word for mermaid is very similar to the word for siren. Hmm. I'm trying to find proof right now, but I don't know if I'll be able to. Yeah, like... Is it just because of, like, sailors? Um. Yeah, so I'll actually go deep into the... Go deep into the... What did you call it? Taxonomy of sirens and how the word now basically means mermaids. But that's a very long story that we'll get in through this podcast. Okay. Well, I think we've covered what a siren looks like. Wait. It's like our intro question. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say that the French word for mermaid, which I definitely just had to look up, is also like siren. Like, especially in Europe, the word, the words for mermaid and the words for siren are basically the same thing. So they've become synonymous okay but no actually our episode today is going to be a lot about visuals um because we're going to talk about how the visuals changed from birds to mermaids basically to fish well they're one and the same i mean there we go i, I <laughs> thought you would be happy because i felt like bird theory would come up a lot in this episode well i mean Bird theory is only fun when it's a stretch. Ah, uh, I get it. Okay. It's only fun when it's a challenge. I, I understand. Yeah. I will say that the whole the whole hallway where that um, bird woman closet is, is Jesus all... Christ. <laughs> it's all under birds. Uh, fish are in there, too. <laughs> Mermaids and all cryptids. Wait, what isn't under birds in your head? Nothing living. Okay. I'm going to have to figure out how to get Twilight 3 in this. I just, oh my god, I just rewatched Twilight like last week and it was it's such an experience. There's it's so funny. Like they're so weird. I love it. Love it. I think your real challenge should be trying to get Twilight theory filed under the taxonomy of birds in my brain. I don't care about bird theory. I only care about Twilight theory. But I feel like that's an automatic win for you. If I'm if I'm like it's a bird and you're like well bird means vampire bird means vampire so squares and rectangles yeah we gotta fi- you gotta figure that out I'll give you a couple weeks and then we'll circle back to this you can say that birds are rectangles but I'm gonna prove that vampires are squares yeah yeah you following okay. us audience you following I'm 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 here I'm birds up are to rectangles back. and everything is squares. <laughs> So, what do sirens look like? So, according as we've talked about this, according to Greek mythology, a siren is a hybrid with the head of a human but the body of a bird. Originally, it was 
you know, they were both male and female, but since the 5th century, basically, they've been depicted as basically only female. Um, and we know wow, about... what happened in the 5th century? Sexism. Well, I thought that was just like, a, you were going to say like a mass killing or a mass <laughs> culling of all male sirens. Like your, like your little woman closet. That's what happened in the 5th century. That's where they put all the guy sirens. <laughs> Um, but we know basically how they were depicted because of ancient cauldron handles. And this was both in Greece and the Middle East because there was a lot of trade during that time. And, you know, the Greek ones had body of a bird or sometimes they were just winged women with bird legs. While Middle Eastern ones had more variations. Some had helmets, some were Janus headed. So they had Janus was the god of beginnings and endings. So he had two faces um, and some were... I just told you I was a huge Greek mythology nerd. You think I don't know who Janus is? Do you realize we have an audience? No. Sometimes I forget. <laughs> sometimes it's just a conversation. I know. I just have that effect on people. So while you were talking about that, I tuned back in on Janus. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Uh, while you were talking about that. So I know the one thing I know about sirens is they're birds and uh, they sing. So I was looking up bird lung capacity. Um, okay. Sirens sing, right? That's them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Apparently birds are super efficient at breathing. Like stupid good at breathing. I'm not surprised um, considering... So they can sing for a long time. Flying must be tough cardio. Oh, fuck. Yeah, probably. And they fly for very great distances, usually. A lot of it's coasting. It's like being on cruise control on the highway. Okay. You could take a nap, probably, if you're a bird. Just put your wings out and take a nap. I'm going to... think they do that. What, take naps in the sky? <laughs> yeah. There's no way. There's no way. I know I should be funny about this, but just scientifically... The science part of me is like, there's no way. But wouldn't it be nice? Isn't it a nice Isn't thought? Isn't it a nice thought? <laughs> They'd be sleeping Isn't in the air. Isn't it nice... It's now that nice they're idea. exercising in their sleep, no, they deserve to rest like the rest of us. Oh, I was thinking, like, it'd be nice if you were, like, a migratory bird and you're like, fuck, now I gotta fly from Florida to Canada. Just knock out. And then, yeah, you just conk out for, like, four hours and you're like, where am I? Oh, shit, Ohio. It's kind of like driving long distances. Yeah. <laughs> you're just asleep for, like, half of it. <laughs> Gas pedal If down. I was asleep during my drive today, I... I would have killed a deer, at least. And a man, at least. <laughs> um, I won't go into some... I know I've been going into specifics. I won't go into as much specifics, because I'm sure everybody would have tuned out until Janus. So I'm just going to say bird people. Um, But there is another... They're not all Greek. There was something called the Russian. I'm going to call it a siren, so that you understand that I'm talking about something else. But it's spelled S-I-R-I-N. Okay. So a siren is S-I-R-E-N. Russian is S-I-R-I-N. Siren. Okay. Probably also siren. pronounced siren, but. Yeah. Um, um, oh, there is something here that talks about 10th century Byzantine. Oh, I'm sorry. So I skipped things because you're saying you're tuning out, but now you have questions. Now you have questions. I understand. I understand. Okay. Um, I was tuning out because I had to. I had to focus all my attention into googling bird lung capacity. Okay, I understand. Um, <laughs> this is not against you. This is because. What do you want uh, to know about the Byzantines? What's their deal with 
Sirens? So there's this 10th century very famous Byzantine encyclopedia called Suda. By the way, I get a lot of this information from Cryptid Wiki. I'm not trying to... St- I didn't make... Like, I didn't read a book. Um, and Suda said that sirens had the form of sparrows and below they were women. Or alternatively, they were little birds with women's faces. Oh, okay. So I was imagining like person-sized face, big bird body. But they're saying that it's bird-sized, per- bird-sized creature. Yeah, I guess. Tiny human face. I want to emphasize that in the beginning, like, they weren't beautiful. Like, they weren't cool, but they weren't, like, there wasn't an emphasis on beauty that we have now on sirens. It's just that they sang yeah. well. Like, that's, that was their thing. They sing well. Um, it was all in the music. Yeah. They were just talented. Russian sirens had the head of and chest of a beautiful one. So sirens came later because they were just they were based on Greek mythology. They had the head and chest of a beautiful woman, but the body of a bird that was usually an owl. And they had a crown or a nimbus slash halo. They had a halo? Yeah. Standing okay, in the I gotta ask. <laughs> I'm a siren. Uh sure Ouch. really taking that er, old-fashioned siren theory huh what do you mean mm. just kind of like you know i've always said you had chicken features what <laughs> i think i have a chicken you know? personality yeah i don't think i look like a bird i kind of wish i did That'd be kind of sick. That was what I was actually going to ask instead of trying to roast you. Um, poorly. Yeah, poorly. I'm not very good at roasting. One day you'll get on my level. Um, I was going to ask if there's any like correlation between like the imagery we have of angels and sirens. Not really. I Well, actually, no. The Russians, okay. yes. That's a really good question. So let's get down. Before I talk about how we ended, how we got to understanding sirens as mermaids, let's get down to what they do. So we kind of know, a lot of us know that um, sirens have these beautiful voices. And um, Greek sirens had enchanting voices that lured sailors to their death with their singing. Um Sirens, which are the Russian ones, sang songs to the saints foretelling future joys. But if mortals heard them, they would forget everything on earth, follow them, and ultimately die. So they both had this thing where it's that, like, it's debatable whether they were actually trying to kill people or if just people heard them and were so enchanted that they just kept following the voice until they died. So, um, uh, but since you asked about. Yeah, that was kind of a thing. That was kind of a thing with the Odyssey, I remember, was that it wasn't necessarily that they were trying to lure people in, but just that the song was so enchanting that you would throw yourself overboard in search of it and just drown. Yeah. So, well, there was a th- there was debate because I had to read part of the Odyssey for this, but they, Circe the witch basically describes them as uh, lolling there in their meadows, round them heaps of corpses rotting away, rags of skin shriveling on their bones. And this line made people debate whether they were eating people because of the skin shriveling, or the bodies are sort of rotting because they didn't want to leave the voice and they just starved to death. I kind of think the latter. Yeah. 
I tend to agree. I think it's more interesting for a creature to be kind of unaware of its effects. Um, and it's just doing its thing. I think that speaks more to the folly of man. Yeah, 100%. I do think that recently there have been... And I like this depiction, too. I think sometimes sirens have this image of being a wicked woman that kills women. But there's also been um, intentional that, like, okay, if a man pursues a woman and tries to touch her without consent, you know, they will die. And I appreciate that those stories and those um, this idea of, you know, harm a woman and stalk a woman and you will perish. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, consent is important. You might burst into flames or whatever the Greeks said. Or, you know, crash onto the rocks. So I think that's an yeah. interesting take on it as well. But I like the idea that it's just that men, not just men, I mean, sailors can be women, uh, that people were following these creatures and it led them to their doom. You know, like, not mm-hmm. on purpose, but just, you know, they heard something. It wasn't out of to. any sort of malice from the creature itself. In some renditions, because you asked about angelic, so the Sirens, they eventually started to, around the 17th and 18th century, so this was relatively recent, considering we're talking about ancient Greece to now the 17th Mm -hmm. and 18th century, um, Sirens began symbolizing world harmony and internal happiness. So the idea was only happy people could hear a siren, and very few could see one because they're as difficult to catch as human happiness. which was kind of sad. I was like, beautiful, but sad. Wow. Are you happy, Marty? In, ge- in general or right now? Both. <laughs> right now, you know what? I'd say a 7 out of 10 right now. Doing good. Have you... Would it, uh, what? In general? Yeah. Probably a 5 out of 10. Oh, God. You want to talk about it? No, it's just neutral. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of people live in neutrality, and I think part of that is that we're often thinking about the future and how we can achieve happiness. And and I don't think that's a criticism of people. Like I understand, like we have to live in the present, but also not everybody has really great circumstances, and it's not always their fault. You know, they've grown up well, it's, with financial it's... difficulties or in abuse. You know, it's nice to have a future to look forward to. Sorry. Yeah, this but guy. I think that kind of speaks to the same, like, while we're getting deep here for a second. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I think that kind of speaks to the same kind of uh, thing that Siren, or, or the same kind of idea that Sirens stand for anyway, is that, like, this pursuit of something could could lead to destruction. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people bend themselves over backwards for a promise of a happier future. And I, I think living in the moment is kind of just, like, key to having a good time i do think there needs to be living in the moment but at the same time i think if people oh you need to plan ahead for sure uh i think there's also like you know they're saying like money doesn't buy happiness and um that's often said to people i think that should be said to the rich and it's been misconstrued to be said to the poor very often and at the same time like it is hard to be happy if you have financial you know um constrictions if you have you know a family to feed and a difficult job because of your circumstances. Maybe you're an immigrant. Maybe you know you haven't gotten to access education. Sorry, this is a very. This has become like a very intellectual debate. Um, but <laughs> I want to be honest. I think about that phrase not in like I know that the context. There's a lot of phrases that I think 
have misconstrued contexts. Yeah. Um, and this, this like, that phrase, money doesn't buy happiness, is definitely one of them. Um, because I, I think the true, like, meaning of it is that you shouldn't look to money or wealth to bring you happiness. It can't be the only thing. Um, like, yeah. Yeah, like, you can't really find money, or you can't find happiness in having things. But at the like, same time... sure, you can enjoy yeah, this or that, but... It, but community and, and people are really what bring you joy. 100%. Also, um, you can't buy someone's happiness and love either. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's also sometimes said to the poor when it's like, if you have medical debt, if you can't afford food, if you can't afford housing, if you can't afford medical treatment that you need, like, then that money can buy happiness to a certain... Like, I think there's a threshold... <laughs> money buys to... stabil- stability. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also, it's nice to have, like, I'm pretty materialistic. I'm not even going to lie. I like nice things here and there. It's just that it's not, money on its own can't, isn't the only thing that can buy you happiness. But, uh, mm-hmm. sorry, we got into a long debate. But, yeah, I just think, yeah, happiness is really tough. So, I, I really like the idea that, you know, this idea of a siren being really hard to see and difficult to catch as human happiness, like true happiness. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting. Can you remember a time angle. that you read a ten out of ten? A time that I was a ten out of ten. Honestly, um, I had a pretty good weekend. I saw some of my friends. Um, wow. It was just a we had a nice chill conversation and got to hang out. People I don't get to see very often. It was nice. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry, but we're talking about angels. So sometimes these sirens were also seen as a metaphor for God's word going into the soul of man. Um, but since we're talking about angels, for a long time and still today, there's this idea of sirens being connected with the devil and temptation. You know, you're tempted by this thing, and if you follow it, you're going to end up dead. And so there's sometimes a metaphor for tempting the weak or as the devil and stuff like that. So um, through their... So even though they started out as birds, through the years, they've also sometimes been depicted as dragons, as snakes um, with wings. Um, Maybe it's the wings. Maybe that's what everybody's so fucking hype about. Wings? You know? It's the one thing that's, like, consistent. Except for the fish, I guess. But fish are birds. We've been over this. Um, Well, yeah, that was pretty consistent. Um, The other thing was that uh, for a little while, I told you that at first, they weren't really, they weren't really beautiful. Like if we saw that Odyssey story, it really just talked about their voices. It didn't even describe what they looked like. There were times where, even in ancient grief, grief, ancient grief, <laughs> um, ancient grief. You could just cut all that part out. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, we saw how the image evolved from being male and women to men disappearing, but also female sirens became less monstrous and less bird-like. Um, images began emphasizing their beauty and allure. Some didn't even have bird traits. Some were just women with really beautiful voices. Um, and I think that's a really interesting, you know, this idea that, you know, what is alluring a beautiful woman? And I don't know. I just, I can't express it's it in interesting. words. But I'm disturbed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uncomfy. It's also really interesting to see the shift from of values, right? Like for sure. What is the alluring value is has shifted into 
um, like beauty standards and, and visual beauty. And I think also in ancient times, like, I think there's a sense that women, and now too, not just ancient times, that women's worth is often tied to their beauty, but also if you're beautiful and you show it, then you're tempting, you're a temp- temptress, you, um, you know, there's something evil about you, you're immodest, stuff like that. So I think that's an interesting that suddenly these monsters that weren't exactly seen as good, like they were killing sailors in the stories, were beautiful women. Yeah. Sirens gave women a bad rep. I love sirens. I'm a big <laughs> fan of sirens. I think men gave women a bad rep. <laughs> That's probably way more accurate. I think men also gave sirens a bad rep. <laughs> I think men gave most things a bad rep. God damn it, guys. Get your shit together. This episode has been less Nadia being haha funny and Nadia being angry at society. <laughs> um. Yeah, let's have a second podcast where we go through the same cryptids, but only talk about their, like, profound... Societal impact. Yeah, profound societal <laughs> impact. Um, so, how did they become birds? Uh, well, there's two theories. One of One is kind of more... They were always birds all along. Yeah, everything's a bird. Uh, well, it's kind of what I've been talking about, that over the years they sort of evolved like from not only just being depicted as birds but being depicted as women as dragons as snakes um in 1210 guillaume leclerc in the book bestiaire said that the siren had the body of a fish or a bird like people started to sort of try to you know uh what is it called cover all this the bases like some yeah this sounds like some obfuscating from uh leclerc here yeah um because it has the body of a fish or a bird. Like, that's pre- those are pretty different. Like, <laughs> Unless you're me, I don't know how you confuse this. <laughs> yeah, they're different species. They're different, like, they live in different areas. Unless it's a penguin. That's what they are. Sirens are penguins. Maybe sirens are penguins. Are there other aquatic birds? Platypi. No, they're not birds. Sorry. Definitely not a bird but it does have a bill so you're like saying duck, they're not in bird theory i win fuck he just slipped edit up. that out he slipped he up i ain't me. letting you i ain't letting you did you know that platypus right. used to be cryptids they're the only cryptid that's not a bird they're the only cryptid. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> They, but Platypi, it's a line in the sand for bird theory. It's They're just the only cryptid that's not a bird. It's a circle in the sand. It's just around the. Can platypi. we talk? <laughs> Can we do that next? Yeah, they can't get out of the circle. If you if you trap them in the circle in the sand, they're stuck. I don't think Platypi are considered cryptids anymore because they were proven to be real. Um, but for a long time, people didn't think they exist, which I kind of like support. They are weird creatures. Should they exist? That's the question. Harry the cryptid. Of course they should exist. Can we do that? Can we please? I really want to do a platypus-centric episode now. Sure. Put it on Twitter. If people want it, <laughs> I'll do research. If the people want me to do... If you people want Nadia to research platypi as cryptids, yeah. And I will only Treat talk about it in a profound setting. No jokes. <laughs> Sorry, I dropped my little fidget. I always have to yeah, do something. Our new, our new sister podcast cryptids on society <laughs> cryptids on society. 
so as we were saying, writers kept trying to cover all the bases because I guess it was like, what are they? Um, there was one I read about that was like, they could be a cow. They could be a ho-. Like, it was everything. Um, wow. So while the siren was originally half bird, there have been contra- contradicting images of them for centuries up till now. However, there's a theory that it's likely that in towards the 19th century was when we started sort of just lumping them in with mermaids because 19th century writers started talking much more about water nymphs and they sort of became famous icons. And it makes sense a little bit since sirens have always been associated with sailors. And so yeah. fish are around sailors. Yeah, and I think there's also definitely that concept of the the like call of the sea and like the you know Aww. and I think that meshes out very well. Is that what the sea sounds like? <laughs> Is that what the sea sounds like? Have you ever been called by the sea? You ever felt the calling of the sea? Yeah, do you remember that time I fell in the wherever we were? Was it a lake? Yeah, you fell in the lake. Your dad had to fish me out. I don't really remember. But there's like a sixteen percent chance I pushed you. There's not. So basically, <laughs> the reason that I don't fish is when we were kids, Marty and I, not just us, and our brothers went to and our family. Uh, I really struggled with that. Sorry. <laughs> our families. Our families went to Maine together, and because Marty has some, you know, cottages there, and they were beautiful, and um. Marty's dad took all the kids. It was like late at night. It was probably like 9 p.m. So it was dark and whatever. Was it a river, a lake? I don't know. It was a body of water. It was a lake. And I was really like, I need to catch fish because the boys at this point had caught so many minnows and nets and I had caught none. Like zero, zip. In like the entire week, I had caught none. And so I was like, I'm really going to fish. And so he taught us how and you like push the reel, I don't know. And then you throw it in the water, right? And Nadia just, mm-hmm. Nadia just fell in, went right down in oh, the fishes. Oh, yeah. Because you threw too hard and it threw you off balance. I was, and you just went in. Yeah. It was like right after he said, don't fall into. I was very enthusiastic about it. I was determined to catch a fish. And they caught me. And now I don't fish. That's That's so wonderful. Getting a little, like, a second viewpoint of this. <laughs> This moment and of, I just was like, I do remember, like, was, you falling in. That was so funny. It was dark and green, and then he fished me out. I was, like, crying and, like, took me back to, like, where our moms and my dad were sitting, like, around the campfire, and they just laughed at me. <laughs> uh, I remember that moment much more clearly. Oh no! The trauma. No. Really. Um. Yeah, and I, now I'm scared of fish. So. So do you? That that's why you're scared of fish. This is why you won't fight Nessie with me. No, that's because you not fell in why. the water when you were six. It was actually when we were like when we were trying to fish for minnows, and like we would go into the really shallow end with like a net, and I was just like they were so weird to me that it was like little fish, like swimming around my legs that I just. Like, they could be nibbling you. Like, I just, I'm ter- I don't like them. I like them, but I don't want to be around okay. them. So you've never felt the call of the sea? Well, yeah, I told you. It took me in. It took you in. Okay. I don't know if I heard the it call. But... I, I don't know. There's, there is a calling deep within the core of my being that's like, you should go out to sea. 
Just like get on a boat and get out there. I do. I I, I can appreciate that. I love. I'm a big fan of water, even though I'm scared of fish. Yeah, water's cool. I've mentioned this before. Boats, Anytime though? I feel an emotion, bath. <laughs> yeah, I do. I just I don't know. I I want to be a little sailor guy. Either that or living in Wyoming. Ew! Sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry. This is a it was a callback to la, to last week's episode. Wait, you want to be with the with the jackalope? Yeah, maybe maybe I could live in you know. I've I've always felt this like I don't know. I want to be in the mountains because I like mountains. They look cool as fuck. But I also want to be in the ocean. So, I like the ocean. So maybe when I'm I have my little cl- witch clinic in the woods, you could like be a sailor and get food. Mm, Yeah. And I'll sail upstream and into the lake. And I'll deliver them at the local port. Yeah. Yeah. Someday. Someday. Uh, should we get back on task? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. This show has gotten out of our hands a little bit. Uh, yeah. We, um, we talked about so much and so little at the same time. Yeah. Tell me more about... Um, I don't even think we've talked about where sirens are predominantly. Does it matter? Yeah. Water. Everywhere, all at once. Um, based on like any water. Uh, it's been especially on the Mediterranean because you think about like okay Greece and like Syria yeah, the at the Greeks. time. Um, Russian sirens were supposed to be found in Indian lands, quotes, which was around the Euphrates River, which originates in Turkey, flows through Syria, Iraq, and joins the Tigris to empty into the Persian Gulf. So. Basically yeah. around that area, but there's also a cryptid called, well, not a cryptid, a siren called the Siren of the French Board, which is found in North Carolina. Oh, interesting. Does she just have, like, a piece of a French ship? She, like, No, the river is called the French with? Board. The fuck kind of name for a river is that? Come on, guys. It was originally called, I be, believe by the Cherokee, it was called the Celica, but... That's much more beautiful. The French board. No, French broad. Sorry. I'm... I'm... I've been reading this wrong the, the entire broad? time. Oh my god, it's even worse somehow. <laughs> Why is a river called the French broad? Because it was Because it smokes? And it was probably... Under territory of the French. Think of the Indian okay. French war. The, yeah, like broad, like wide. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Did you just do a bird motion? I did. Are you a bird? <laughs> Birds aren't real. Uh, so. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> My life is a lie. Did you not see the picture I sent you like weeks ago? I don't look at your texts. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Sorry, no, I did. It's, it's cool. Birds aren't real. They aren't real. Would you like to hear the story of the Siren of the French Broad? Yes. Tell me all about the Siren, siren of the French Broad. So, the story comes from William Gilmore's Sims poem, Celica, which was probably, it was named after the original uh, name of the river. And a man follows the course of the French Broad River and sets up camp. He has strange dreams of a beautiful, dark-haired, dark-eyed woman, so me, um, who always seems far away and out of reach. 
He is then awakened by the sound of singing before dawn, but it quickly goes away. The same thing happens the next night, though this time the singing wakes him up at midnight. The singing continues, full of melancholy and longing, and he is enchanted by the sound, and so he falls asleep out of his tent by the river. So it's slowly pulling him closer to the river, and uh, he dreams of her again, but this time she seems much closer. On the third day, so he's walking across the French Broad, but each day he's walking slower and slower. And on the third day, he gets to a bend of the river and can't seem to move, so he sets up camp there, um, staring at the deep pool of water. At night, singing begins, but much closer this time, and the beautiful woman rises out of the water. She is naked and has these beautiful curves like the waves, and she's singing to him. He reaches out to touch her, but feels cool, cold, rough, slimy scales that grab him and drag him into the water. Oh my god. Yeah. Love it. That's what you get for naming this river French Broad. There's an angry woman in it. Yeah. And you know this this uh fucking river was named by some New Yorker who was like, Hey yeah, the French Broad. It's down there by the river. And then it just they just called the river that. I feel like it was by an old there was colonist. A French girl there. But I'll give mm, you that. Probably. <laughs> I like my story better. I like your story. I'm gonna stick too. with that. <laughs> There is also, so, I told you there's kind of two theories. Another theory about how sirens basically became mermaids is there was, as I told you, during the 19th century, there was this love of mermaids. Basically, they became a lot more popular in in iconography. And there was a famous one (laughs) called Lorelei. Lorelei? Yeah. I've heard of this. You have? I think. I've definitely heard the name Lorelei and in in conjunction with the like the the mermaid vibe. I don't remember what it's from though. I'm like racking my brain. It's actually an old German story, but it's very famous. It's one of the most famous mermaids and the rock of the Lorelei and if you go there it's on the Rhine River. It's like a cliff on the Rhine River. Uh there's a statue of a mermaid called Lorelei and it's so the rock of the Lorelei is in Germany, and the name Lorelei comes from the words for murmuring and rock, because the current against the cliff edge made an amplified mermaid sound, because it's sort of at a bend. Mm. But this is also the most dangerous section of the river. It's a deep, sharp bend, um, and that means that sailors were sucked down by the waves and crashed onto the rocks. So, do do we see how the story is coming together? Do we see how... Yeah. Murmuring rocks. So this led to the 1801 story of a beautiful, possible witch, heartbroken woman whose voice lured men to the death. And it was also, it drew on the Greek myth of Echo, if you think about this murmuring, you know, and this heartbroken woman. Yeah. But in 1824, a German poet named Heinrich Hein, inspired by this story, wrote a poem about a beautiful woman sitting on the cliff summit combing her like silky golden hair with a golden comb she sang so beautifully that a boatman below couldn't take his eyes off her and crashed into a rock so this sort of began the story of the siren and this siren that was you know a woman um by the water and slowly it became like this fish woman stuff like that that's really interesting that like 
the actual I, I can't think of the word, but like the actual river itself is what helped create this myth. Yeah, the fact that it was um, this like sound coming from the from the rocks. Very cool. When I did um whitewater training and stuff like that, we what is we're told about this kind of um, so whitewater is when water is moving like really quickly and it gets that kind of like foam on top of it. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's usually caused by like, you know, there, there's several different causes of whitewater, but basically with um, whitewater, there's like five classes to it, right? There's like class one, which is like basically regular ass water. Um, and then there's up to class five, which is like ra- rapids that you would like whitewater raft in. I love that. Um. And in these class five rapids, there's these things called like um, a a dark, a black hole or a dark room or something like that. Yeah. Where basically the current cycles in a way where it just pulls you down and keeps you under. Oh, cool. Um, like a whirlpool. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, but it's vertical. Oh. Um. So it's like, yeah, it's like a bike tire treading on your back while it keeps you at the bottom of the river. Damn. That was a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um so they're very spooky and it's a it's a very real feature of the water and to to know that that is kind of like what has helped inspire this myth is really cool yeah i just think um, that's yeah we're all inspired by nature yeah but again i like this idea it's it's interesting to me that it was originally the voice that lured lured uh people in i think in the story like it was always a beautiful woman but it was also a beautiful yeah. voice that lured someone in and i think it's also kind of said that it changed from the sound of the rocks and her voice to being like he saw the woman and was lured in um so i'm all here for yeah. them being just women with beautiful voices i mean all women are beautiful but still i'm gonna say the or sound men. of like rivers it's true. Men can have beautiful voices too. Um, but the sound of rivers is very yeah. it's very peaceful. It's, it's very tranquil. It's actually in sorry, I was about to say something really nerdy. Um in the old I think it was Turkish healing center, I what was it called? Like a Asclepion or something like that. They used this the sound of running water for healing. And there's this big idea that the environment that we're in is important for medicine. And so this sort of holistic medicine based on the environment is, um, again, now in modern medicine, is becoming more of a discussion. Interesting. I think that there was definitely a lot more basis of uh, in, in that like a long time ago. I'd be interested to see if there's other... Because th- a lot of people... It used to be like, oh, you need to go to the countryside for your health. You know, that Yeah. Whole, you have to feel Victorian like Victorian meme. Stress is yeah, so much to our bodies. Part of it is at peace, but it's also like getting out of the city environment because there's a lot of pollutants and, you know, yeah. stuff that's not good for people <laughs> A lot of in those environments. For sure. And a lot of hospitals are now trying to incorporate more greenery... Um, or like a garden outside or something for patients so that they can experience nature. Because I think um, there's a lot of discussion about how nature affects, you know, our health and how it's important to be in nature regularly. Yeah. And actually, that's what I was doing up in, up in Maine, just being in nature. I'm going to die young. Why? Because you never get outside. No. <laughs> you should have like a little patch of grass next to <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. next to your computer so you could touch grass every once in a while. Yeah, and it's even like I live in this like I live in the city, like there's just construction Oof. everywhere. Well, you're always welcome to come back into the up to the cabins in Maine. Oh my god. I promise I won't push you. You can push me in the lake. <laughs> Blueberry soda. I still remember that. That was like 15 years ago. Oh my god. Yeah, I think I was like six. That's so good. Maybe seven. Yeah. That was a, a while ago. If you want, I can leave a fun fact for after the housekeeping. Um, yeah. I was going to say it is, it is about time for us to start wrapping up. Um, but we never finished talking about the etymology of. Si- not etymology, the other thing, where si- how sirens went from birds to fish. I literally already said that. Oh, okay. Well, because I was saying... It's... I thought there was more stuff in the beginning that you skipped over. I've been kind of... I've been going back and forth. I'm I'm there. I'm good. Okay. But basically, I was saying that... You got it on lock. There's one, I don't. There's one theory that, well, that it's... Well, it's kind of just one theory altogether. I've been calling them two theories, but it's really one altogether. That it's, It was a gradual process where, for years, the idea of the siren has been... There was always an emphasis on, boy, on boyfriends, on voices, and all of... Sorry. Just, on voices and singing, yeah. Yeah, on voices and singing, or alluring men. Yeah, and there's always been that connection to water. Yes, and I think, and sailors. much like me lumping harpies and sirens together in my mind people just kind of started lumping sirens and mermaids together. Yeah, but it wasn't even always that they were crashing upon the rocks. Like, if we see with Odysseus and Circe, like, it was just the idea that in the Odyssey that men would just shrivel up and die after following them for so long. Yeah, they would they would jump off the boat and uh, crawl up to the shore. I did also want to give, like, a PSA that a lot of people know the old story of the Odyssey. This is from Book 12 in which uh, Odysseus gets help from the witch Circe, and she basically just tells them to pass the sirens. You should tell the men to put wax in their ears, and uh, uh, and Odysseus also wants to be tied up to the mast so that he can hear them without dying. But some people say that the sirens were Charybdis and Scylla, but these were not the sirens. They passed the sirens, and then they fought the two monsters, Charybdis and Scylla. Yeah, they're different things, guys. It's like Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Yeah. PSA. PSA. Everyone needs to know this. Um, But yeah, I think with that, it is time to wrap up the show. Um, You can find updates on the show at OnCryptids on Twitter or at MYD period podcasts on Instagram. It's a little dot, not the word period. If you want more content from us, you can find me at Martistonfire on YouTube and twitter and you can find nadia at underscore nadia underscore on twitter and insta i'm trying to post post more on instagram i'm not a big like i love i love a little good scroll but i'm not a big social media person so i'm trying i'm trying yeah we're trying to get the content we've been trying to tweet more and uh one of the things is if you are tweeting about the show starting our next episode i believe um if you tweet about the show or you answer our question of what is this week's cryptid we're gonna like tweet that out and then we'll give you a little shout out on the show if you get it right i think it'll be really hard to guess <laughs> there's so many cryptids out there like this one i'll post i'll post like a picture with no yeah <laughs> with no context 
mean, you'll just have to guess. Maybe just post a picture of Odysseus. Ooh, yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, and we'll we'll shout you out on the show next week if you get this one right. Yeah. Um, right now I, Martin, am selling. I love saying this one. <laughs> am selling a line of digital art prints on my store at martisonfire.com. Currently, I've got a very cool sea monster print for sale, and I think he's about to open Ooh. to Etsy, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm working on getting that done. Hopefully, that'll be done this weekend. Um, you can find links to all of this in the description below. Uh, what's our What's our final fun fact to yeah. end on here? Nadia? And also, please do go look at our, tw- our our Twitter. I think the jokes are funny. I don't think of them, but even I think they're funny. Good on Ma- Good on Marty. <laughs> Thanks, Nadia. So. We were talking about Greek mythology. We both love Greek mythology. Who doesn't? It's super interesting. Um, in all its metamorphoses, uh, sirens were actually Persephone's companions. Uh, after Hades kidnapped really? her, they prayed for wings to fly across the sea to find her. Um, in other versions, Demeter punished them for losing Persephone by turning them into birds. And their song may have been them calling out to Persephone, this like sad, melancholic song. Wow, that's super interesting. Yeah, I didn't and that's know that. a fun fact I didn't know. Yeah. Even I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you sound like. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Um and thank you guys, our audience, for listening uh so much. We've been able to have a lot of like big growth and, and have a lot of like we see you guys are downloading the show. And it's it's so awesome to see that. Um, so thank you guys for doing that. Thank you guys for sharing the show and all that stuff. I think we got a thousand um, listeners in in May, and that's awesome. A thousand downloads. Yeah, but yeah. Until next time. We'll, we'll see, see y'all, y'all in the woods. woods.